Hey, this is Ali Ballas, and I am a victim of the 2020 lockdown. All joking aside, I just want to hang, and I've heard a lot of people saying the same, and sometimes with people who I don't even know. And as we've come to realize, that is not okay during a pandemic. Even though we can't meet in person, doesn't mean we can't get outside of our bubble. This is about learning new things, stepping outside, and all while staying home. Just because we can't hang, there still can't hang. This week on Can Hang, I speak to Amara Zamet, who has recently moved to Spain to pursue a job opportunity, but never lets her love of rescuing get too far away from her. When living abroad for another position, Amara adopted her adorable dog, Mango, and has never looked back creating a mission to open her very own rescue in the future. Right now, her goal is to make enough money to make her dreams a reality and live her best life in the beautiful south of Spain. And now it is my pleasure to introduce you to Amara Zamet, the puppy rescuer who crossed the pond. Okay, so on this week's podcast, I'm introducing Amara. So welcome to the podcast, Amara. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me on here. Yes, of course. So um, I've only ever known Amara as Amy, so I'll probably just stick with that. Um, But so as usual, to get to the real story, um, we start from the beginning. So Amy, what did your beginning look like? All right, so let's take it back to the Dominican Republic in the summer of 2017. So I was lucky um, and found my passion in my early 20s. Um, I got a job opportunity in the Dominican in a little beach town called Los Terrenas. So I had a friend who lived five hours um, up on the north coast, just outside of Puerto Plata. She heard of this really cool job opportunity and she was like, Amy, like, I think you would love it, whatever. So I looked into it, wasn't sure because uh, I had never like went off on my own. Like I've never even taken a plane on my own at that point. So it like it made me nervous. But I think when something scares you, like it's something that you need to do. So I obviously was scared, uh, but I went for it. And I think that it was like meant to play out how it did. So I worked as um at a hostel there and I would do marketing for them. So I would go around town, take videos, uh, promote the area because like I said, it was like a tiny beach town, right? So tourism mostly was in Punta Cana. So I would do that. And then in the daytime, I noticed, okay, there's a million stray dogs on the beaches and I, they just obviously are treated the best in certain areas, but I know when money's tight, like you have to prioritize other things like feeding your family is going to come before feeding a dog, but it just made me really upset to see. So I would go to the beach in the daytime, feed them water, bring food and stuff. And then I, I just really got happy doing that. That's so awesome. Like I can't even imagine like just moving somewhere on your own. So already that's like a really cool thing. And then obviously that you found this is like just awesome. Um, But when you lived there, you adopted your adorable dog, Mango. So how did that kind of come about? So, okay, on my like regular little beach feeding, um, I was walking by in the sand and I heard this dog crying. Like I heard something crying in the sand. So I had my beach towel, beach bag ready to go spend the day at the beach. 
And um, I was like, what does that sound? So I go over and I had a friend with me at the time too. So we went over and we're like, oh my God, it's a puppy buried in the sand. So it wasn't mango. It was, um, it actually looked like kind of like a German shepherd mix. And the poor thing was like covered in sand, so hot, panting. So we went, got it water. Then we were like, we need to find a vet. But where we were, there's not a ton of vets around the area. So we, we were going around town saying like, who speaks English? Because at this time, my Spanish was like non-existent. So, um, yeah, we found uh, a couple that spoke English. They told us, okay, you need to go to Enrique, the vet. Um, But like, there's a lot of Dominican people with the name Enrique. So I'm like, (laughs) I don't know where I'm going. So basically we found a motorcycle driver. We hopped on the motorcycle together with our beach stuff, with the puppy and the puppy wasn't moving its legs or anything. Like I'm, I thought it was paralyzed or something at a broken leg. I wasn't sure. So we get to the vet. Um, he takes a look at it. He's like asking where we found it. Um, we told him everything and he really tried to save it. Uh, but, uh, the puppy had a broken back. So I'm crying. I call my mom. I'm like, mom, like, what do I do? I told the vet, I was like, if you can fix this dog or help it, like I will leave back to Canada and take it with me tomorrow. Like I didn't want him to die. So I'm calling my mom crying. And then, uh, my girlfriend's with me too. And she's like, what are we going to do? And it was just a whole big back and forth thing. But the fact that like the vet helped us and we didn't like come with any money or anything. He just was like a good human. That made me feel like, wow, this guy's like really just does this because he cares. So he's like, I think it's best we put the dog to sleep. It's only a few weeks old. It's going septic because it couldn't go to the bathroom because its spine was broken. So we're crying. He has to put the puppy to sleep. And one we're leaving, I just said, I'll take that one. And he's like, what? And I'm like, I'll take that dog <laughs> because I'm like, you're having to put one asleep right now. And it's really upsetting. And he had like a bunch of strays and like dogs taken away from dog fighting and stuff like that running around in his like massive field of land. So I saw her and I just said that I'll take that dog. So it was pretty like abrupt like I never talked to my family or really anybody about it but I think like I was just in a position of like I felt like I needed to help or something you know yeah like such vulnerability too but it was the best decision I ever made so then he was such a sweetheart and he filled out all the stuff for me paperwork and everything and that's how I found Mango so she was her mom was like in dog fighting so he had taken the mom and the puppies So Mango had a couple sisters left. So I picked her though, because she was the smallest. And I was thinking, how am I going to get this dog on the airplane? I didn't know anything about how that worked. So I was just thinking Mm -hmm. the smaller, the better. (laughs) So I picked her (laughs) because she was so tiny and like, she was in pretty rough shape though, too, at the time. So I put some, uh, I would like take care of her and we'd go walk on the beach because she was afraid of everything. And yeah. Oh, so cute. So since adopting Mango, have you ever considered adopting more from abroad? And like, since you figured that out, the whole um, getting her home and all that, like, would you ever consider that again? Oh, for sure. I was planning to actually move Mango um, to Spain with me. But with COVID, there's no direct flights from Toronto. So for me to get here, I went from Toronto to Frankfurt, Germany, and then to Malaga. So I just think it's unfair to send her 
on a million airplanes to try to get her here. Like it's a little bit selfish. So mm-hmm. I'm going to wait until hopefully the pandemic slows down and those flights open up again, because it's easier to just send her on one plane. She's off. It's done. Um, as opposed to like bouncing her around, you know? Yeah, for sure. So she's just living with your parents right yeah, now. Yeah, So she's oh. at home with my parents and then our other dog and her, he's a little bit older and she's like, maybe like three ish, three and a half. Um, they get along like so amazingly. They love each other. So I felt good leaving them all together, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. Um, so as you just mentioned, you just moved to Spain, um, which is so incredibly exciting. I'm so jealous. Oh, like, you can come that's, visit. That's a cool, that's such a cool like life thing to do. Um, so sorry, where are you in Spain? So I'm 20 minutes outside of Malaga. So that it's, uh, it's super South. Um, it's in the province of Andalusia. So kind of near Portugal. Um, yeah, so it's really south of Spain. The weather's great. Um, I randomly got placed here with a job. I really wanted to move abroad, but I, I didn't want to leave until I had something solidified. So once I found out I got the job, I knew, I know it's weird to like move in COVID and people are probably like, this girl's so ignorant, like leaving in a pandemic. And I was (laughs) afraid people would think that honestly, but then I just stopped caring because I was like, this is my real life. If I'm not happy, I don't want to be quarantined where I'm not like truly happy. Like I've always wanted to go to the beach, to the sun. So I thought this was a good chance to take. So what made you want to move there? So did you just get placed there or did you specifically pick Spain? Um, so I'm half Maltese. So I have my Maltese passport and my Canadian passport. So for me to come to Europe, it's not, um, not too difficult. Uh, so I applied, I actually applied for a job in Mexico before the pandemic and then obviously pandemic happened. So that didn't go through. So then I just started applying to jobs in Europe. I've always like wanted to learn Spanish though. So that just happened to work out. But, mm-hmm. um, for the job that I'm doing now, you pick a region. So I picked Andalusia cause I knew I wanted to be uh, where the heat is and the beach and stuff. And then I just happened to get placed right on the coast, which is awesome. So I'm really happy, but it was all just like pretty random how it happened. So speaking of like the pandemic moving all that, have you found it more difficult to transition to being in a new country? You've done it before, obviously when you moved to Dominican, but have you, has it been more difficult being in a new time zone away from like the normal sea of like Canada? Yeah. So I would say, um, it is a little bit different, of course, because I don't speak the language here fluently. So I know enough to like get around, have conversations, um, that kind of thing. So learning Spanish is like top priority. Um, and I mean, it was kind of scary, like coming here by myself because I had to find an apartment, you know, figure out all my citizenship stuff. It's a lot on your own, especially because, the bureaucracy is different here than it is in Canada. So it's not as like straightforward, like you need this, 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 and this. Um, they always say no pasa nada, which is like, oh, whatever, you'll figure it out. But I'm the kind of person that is like, no, I like things figured out uh, early on and I don't want to have to do things a million times, but it's good. The laid back uh, lifestyle is like something I definitely align with. Um, I'm trying to think, I guess the time the time difference is a little bit tricky too, just with like trying to talk to friends and family because I am six hours ahead, you know? 
Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, even as a, we've had a bit of a challenge, like finding a time, but um, yeah. obviously it's not like super different. Like I can't imagine people that are like 12 hours and it's just completely yeah. opposite. So um, yeah, all good, but um, that's so interesting. And I, I feel like I wouldn't um, love that aspect. I'm a real planner too. So I would be yeah, like, exactly. no, like we're figuring it out now. Um, <laughs> so you have this awesome new Instagram account um, and the posts are adorable. So how did you get started with that? Okay, so Mangos Amigos. Do you think the name's catchy? Like, do you like Yeah, it? no, I think it's awesome. Yeah, okay, I think cool. it's so cute. And it's perfect for what you're doing too. Okay, good. I'm glad you think that. So yeah, I chose it because obviously it just means like Mangos friends. Um, but basically it's so I can help as many dogs as I can find homes all over the world. So I don't really have a rescue of my own or anything yet. Um, but I like to set dogs up with people from other countries and then I can help them with like the process of like flying them. So basically I could post about dogs from the Dominican. I could post about dogs from Mexico, whatever someone sees it and they're like, Oh wow. They like the story. They think they want to help out. And then they reach out to me and I can help set up the whole um, flying process and like the paperwork because that can be overwhelming if you don't, if you've never done it before. And like, I was lucky to have Enrique help me when I found Mango. Mm -hmm. So I kind of know the ropes a little bit. So basically, yeah, it's just to give other animals like a chance, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that's something that a lot of people are like always interested in. Like, um, I've seen a lot of dogs recently have been coming overseas from like Europe and stuff that have been rescued from like Russia, places like that. Um, but I wouldn't even know how to go about it. So I think that's like an awesome, um, thing that you're doing because that's something so specialized that I feel like a lot of people, like there's no like service. Like I wouldn't even know a service to go to that could help. I know. And I was thinking about doing that. I'm like, do I make this like a living? Like, do I make, just go by the name Mangos Amigos? And, and one of my girlfriends actually bought me the name, like the domain name. So I own it now, which is cool. Um, and I think it's going to be a little bit of everything. Like right now I'm volunteering with a rescue here up in the mountains. So I'll post stuff for them. So maybe people can see those dogs or like, if I find a street dog, um, I'll post it on there. And just so people can follow the journey because, you know, at home, our shelters too, they're dominated with cats. Like if you go to the um, like local shelters at home. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not always a ton of dogs, but here it's like an actual problem. Okay. Um, so I just want to help out, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. And I feel like that's such a like rewarding um, thing for you to do, like even for your own self. Like it's so just like, yeah. it gives you so much, fills your cup is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, if I didn't find Mango though, like in the Dominican, I don't think I'd ever be doing this because I wouldn't know like I wouldn't have gone through the process of it. I would just know I really like dogs and wanted to help them. But now like I can kind of just showcase the whole mangoes amigos thing. And, you know, maybe, maybe I can actually get some other dogs home. Right. Yeah, for sure. So you've spoken about opening your own dog rescue to myself Mm -hmm. and just a couple of minutes ago. Um, but what are your plans for the near future while you become like accustomed to living in Spain? So I would say for the near future, I just need to save up as much money as I can because having a rescue is like a really permanent thing. Like you need to build and you need to pick a location that you know, you're going to stay in for a long time. Mm -hmm. So I think I would, I really need to explore Spain for sure. Like where I am now, I'm outside of a touristy center. So there's not a ton 
of street dogs, but up in the mountains, that's where like the rescue is. And some will be running around up there. Hmm. Um, or sometimes they just get dumped up in the mountains and that's, and they're kind of just left on their own. Um, so I think I would need to go explore a few more regions. Um, and then if there's like a certain area that needs help more than another, I could possibly go there, but there's not really any concrete plans right yet. Just, just because I've only been here for like, I don't know, like just over a month or month and a half, something like that. Yeah. To be expected. Also, it's not really the time to make plans right now, especially with the, yeah. like the volatility of the world. So that's totally understandable. Um, so I guess that's like my last of the questions for you, but I have some mm. rapid fire questions just on a Ooh. more like fun light level. Um, cool. I haven't told you any of them. So no. it'll be like your best, truest answers. Um, okay. So the first one is always um, if you could hang or like quarantine with five people um, who are famous, friends, dad alive, um, just five people, who would it be? Ooh, that's a good one. Okay. Five people that I would quarantine with. Okay. My mom. Cause like, honestly, I do miss her and like being here without her. I'm like, Oh, my mom's like one of my best friends, you know? Oh yeah. So I, I would that. say, um, for sure. My mom, um, a couple girlfriends from home that will probably count as the rest of the four. I don't know. I just, I just love my friends so much. So I would say my friends and probably my mom. I, that's like, so cute. Is that, is that weird? No, that's so cute. I don't cute. care about someone famous really. Like, I don't even know if you asked me who my favorite famous person was, I don't even think I would, I would have anyone to say. That's really funny. Oh, so cute. Um, okay. So there's obviously been a lot of negatives that have come out of, um, COVID-19 and the lockdowns, um, and all of that, but what has been your favorite positive outcome? Honestly, moving here, if, if COVID didn't happen, I'd probably be in Mexico right now. I, and Hey, that's an awesome opportunity. And I would be so lucky and grateful to do that too. But I think I'm, I like am meant to be here right now. And, I, if COVID didn't happen, I wouldn't have the same mindset because it really made me think like you can seriously, the world can stop and you're stuck where you're stuck and you better be happy with it. So I'm mm -hmm. like, you know what? I'm going to go to Spain. If there's another quarantine here, then at least I'm right by the beach. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's so awesome. Um, so I don't know if you're a big Netflix girl, but, um, if you are, what are you binging right now? Oh, I've been busy. So I haven't been on Netflix lately. What did I binge before? Oh, Queen of the South. 10 oh. out of 10. Have you seen it? No, I've never heard of this. Oh my God. You need to watch Queen of the South. I think there's four seasons and they were filming the fifth and then COVID happened. And it's but on Netflix? The best show on Netflix is okay. Queen of the South. <laughs> okay. And can you give like a quick, like two sentence description of what it is? Yeah. So it's like this girl, uh, what's her name? Ah, uh, Teresa, that's her name. So she's like dating this narco guy and then she gets sucked into the whole world of it. But then I don't want to give it away. It's just no, like follows okay. her journey. And it's based on, I think it was based on a book about an actual person. Okay. So they didn't call her queen of the South. I think they called her like queen of the Pacific or something, but anyway, something similar happened in real life and it's really crazy and you need to watch it. 
Wow. Okay. That sounds awesome. Um, okay. I'm so excited now. Um, so last question, um, what's something that you'll stock up on in the future if there is a second wave? Ooh, something that I would stock up on. Can I say sour keys? <laughs> like, is that oh, bad? Of course. No. Cause like I could eat candy like all hours of the day, every day. <laughs> I feel like that's a perfect answer. Yeah, um, sour keys for sure. Okay. Awesome. Um, so I'm so excited to see all of your adventures and what you'll accomplish. Um, you have such a big heart and it does show, um, in your work and, and what you're doing. So thank you so much for hanging with me today. Um, feel free to follow Amy on Instagram at Amara Zamet. Is that right? Did I pronounce that right? Yeah, okay. And, um, and also follow Mangoes Amigos for the cute yeah, content. <laughs> If you want to share anything on Mangoes Amigos, then we can all help some dogs find homes. Yeah, for sure. I'll post all of her Instagram details on um, Can't Hang Pod. So um, it'll all be there for you. And thanks so much for coming, Amy. Thanks for having me. This was fun. I'm Alia Ballas, and you have been listening to Can't Hang. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you loved today's show, please subscribe and don't forget to leave a rating and a review. Visit canhang.simplecast.com to check out all the incredible people I've interviewed and who's coming soon. Much love goes out to all those who have been posting about Can't Hang on social. Please tag me in your posts at Can't Hang Pod. And please continue to send me suggestions of who you'd love to see in future episodes. I have an incredible lineup, but I'm always looking for people outside my bubble. Please tune in next Thursday and hang with me and my next guest. This show is produced by me, Alia Ballas, and the music was created by Quan. Quan.